Good morning and welcome to January 19th, 2009. It's a brand new Monday and the start of a brand new week for me, having been saved by grace through faith and not by works so that I might boast, but created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which God prepared for me in advance to do. That's a word from Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, and it's a word that is a blueprint for us as we look today at our wellness goals, planning, and success. Good morning, I'm Bo Ellis with Christ Across America, and I want to welcome all of you to this, The Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, Keeping Score. Coming to you this morning from Tampa, and joining me on the phone all the way from Daytona today is your own chief wellness instigator, Chris Hughes. Hey Chris, is it as cold there as it is here? Uh, Oh, I don't know how chilly it is there, but for Florida, it's pretty darn cold. Uh, It's a little frost on the windshield this morning, so kind of love it. A nice change of pace. Well, I know you're in Ormond Beach, actually, just north of Daytona. Are you um, partaking of some windy runs out there in the cold on the beach? Actually, though, I did not this morning or yesterday morning, but I'm going to get, just after we finish up today, I'm going to get a good uh, almost half marathon, and it will take me to the beach, and the temperature's rising a little bit, so it should be just perfect for a good long run. I know you're planning to do a couple races coming up. Give us a quick snapshot of those um, events. Well, the next one is called the Grouper Marathon, and I'm actually going to do the half marathon option bow that takes place down in Sarasota. It's a beautiful venue in that it meanders along some of the waterways down there in Sarasota. It does have a run over the Ringling Bridge, which is quite a big hill for us Floridians. Then coming up two weeks after that is uh, the Gasparilla Weekend in Tampa. Quite a lot of options. You've got a 5K or 15K on that Saturday, February 28th, and then the following day, Sunday, you'll have a half or full marathon. I'll get to be on the full marathon course with a handful of others raising money for team and training. Start looking for triathlon season to fire up. When we get into April, there's a, a sprint triathlon that takes place out at Fort DeSoto called Escape from DeSoto. Probably my favorite venue for a sprint race because of the beaches there and uh, a nice flat swim in the Gulf. And then shortly thereafter comes probably the granddaddy of all the Florida triathlons, and that's, that would be St. Anthony's, which is always the last weekend in April. That's an Olympic distance race. Be ready and fired up for that. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you'll be there with me, right? Awesome, man. I'm going to do the grouper run with you, only I'll start way back behind you. And yeah, you and George will probably be wondering, where's Bo? And um, you already have had lunch by the time I come in. Um, I also am going to do the Fort DeSoto with you, the St. Anthony's with you. And I hope to convince you that the two of us should be doing the half Ironman at Disney in May. That's kind of a goal of mine and has been for a while. And that's a great segue For today's topic, Chris, um, keeping score, last week we talked about starting your new year out right. Number one, mentoring and, and friends and accountability and community. And two, this idea of lowering the bar. So this week, I know that lowering the bar stuff can sound weird to folks who are trying to improve their performance and improve their lives and, and, and improve their wellness. But I wanted to drill down a little bit on what lowering the bar really is. And it's funny and kind of ironic because this is the time, you know, three weeks into January where folks who made those New Year's resolutions are starting to have a lot of guilt. They're not really sticking to the program. They, uh, they're eating the Dairy Queen blizzards like I had last night. And I think it's counterproductive. It actually can get folks into a place where they, they might even go down a, 
a, a road that's that's worse off than they were when they even started this New Year's resolution stuff. And I think the reason for that, and I want to submit to you, Chris, this morning, that folks too often, they set a goal that, that looks more like an activity, and they really don't think about why am I doing this? And I wanted to suggest today, Chris, that you and I might talk about, number one, let's set some real goals and understand what goals are. And the second thing I'd like to accomplish today is a number of ways that we might be able to keep score. And I thought it might be really good and relevant to see how keeping a scoreboard can really help us stay on track and actually get us to a place where we're doing the activities that get us to our goals. So Chris, you talked last week a little bit about the fact that you've always been involved in fitness, but was that always a goal of yours? Well, though, I can only speak for what I do or what works for me. And because I've become so avid and passionate about endurance training and, and races and triathlon, I don't have to sit down and write down each week a goal for what I'm going to accomplish. It just naturally comes out of me and it's what I want to do. And for those people that don't have that same, that, that same inner drive, they might have to write down some of the activities that they're going to need to do in order to kind of get the momentum going. I don't want anybody to think that just because they don't have an activity that they're absolutely passionate about, that, um, that they're lost. It just means that they're going to have to do a little seeking. The other thing I might suggest is if there were, was some sort of activity that maybe you participated with when you were younger, whether it was track or basketball or soccer, you can find ways to plug back into those activities by signing up for a team. They're going to have you show up for a game uh, once a week or a practice twice a week, and, and that will serve as your goal and activity. You know, that's great advice, Chris, and it reminds me of something we talked about a long time ago. You mentioned this idea of river people, and I think this is a great spot or a place for you to kind of share with us what you mean by that. Well, that was a concept that I learned from a, a program by Earl Nightingale a bunch of years ago, and he used it from a career standpoint or perspective, but he was referring to creative types that truly didn't have to write down any goals. They just followed what they were passionate about, whether it was writing or art. They didn't have to set a goal that I'm gonna paint two pictures this month. It just flowed naturally out of them. Others uh, don't have those same creative uh, gifts and might be better served in their career to actually set goals or milestones that they work towards. So I think the same kind of same kind of application would apply to our fitness or wellness goals that some people, those that are passionate about certain activities, may not have to write down or set up actual goals. They just need to immerse themselves in the activities that they really uh, get charged by. And sometimes you got to maybe look back into your, your life. What were those things? Now, some people never had those things. And now they're, they're 40 something years old and they've got some excess baggage on their body and a doctor that's telling them that they better get in shape or else they're the ones that are probably gonna have to get out a piece of paper and a pencil and start to write some things down. And those are the ones who I would definitely advise that they, they find a mentor, somebody who can guide them and that they would, like we talked about last time, lower the bar, set some very realistic expectations of some of the activities that they feel confident that they'll be able to maintain or keep up on an ongoing basis. Listen, I think it's awesome that you brought up um, 
a concept that came out of business for you and, and is relative to you in fitness because that's kind of where I was on this topic today. Being involved in a lot of sales training, when we go through goal setting workshops, we always talk about the wildly you know important idea. And I think the New Year's resolution thing, you know, I'm going to get out and walk, you know, five days a week or whatever. It really doesn't address this idea of, well, why are you doing that? So what I would hope our listeners would get out of this first segment today, Chris, is look, come up with a wildly important, a fantastic idea or goal that sounds like I want to be fit and get this idea of what that looks like uh, for you maybe a year out. Maybe that's two years out. But I really think we need to start at a place where we know that there's a place that's just wildly successful for us in terms of our wellness, spiritually, mentally, physically. And from that, I think if we can commit to this idea that we understand what that picture is going to look like and start believing that picture, I want to start acting every day as if that picture is reality. And you mentioned that you're one of those guys, Chris, where it's just you don't have to write down every week that I'm going to get my training in. And the reason is, is that training has become part of who you are. And I think what happens with folks is they get this idea that who they are is someone who's not fit or who is focused more on their problems than they are on their opportunities. So what I really sense from this and this podcast today is I want everyone listening to this to think, you know what? I can be that wildly successful person that I see in my mind. I can be that fit that family, that relationship, that career, every single thing I'm aspiring to do, I see that picture and it's clear in my mind. And from that, going back to business, Chris, you know what we would do once we had that wildly important goal? And for most salespeople, it's, you know, sell enough to make your quota and not get fired and pay your bills. But you create activities that will foster and feed that success. So talk to me a little bit about Chris, for the novice runner, triathlete, how can we put some activities into our calendar to start moving towards those goals? Well, I like a 5K race or walk as a place to start and to put something like that on the calendar as a way to kind of fuel your daily efforts. Because in my situation and in yours too, if I have a marathon or if I have a soccer game or if I have a big activity on the calendar, that means I know I got to show up each day uh, to make it work. And the same thing is, is true for something like a 5K. So I would definitely recommend that people find others to sign up for some activity and buy that, uh, that stake in the ground of having a race like that. They'll generate the enthusiasm, the energy to get the, the workouts going on a daily and weekly basis put something on the calendar and then just like you said the activity will flow from it thanks for those comments and that encouragement i wanted to spend a little bit of time chris in the second half of our our segment today talking about where and how you and others keep score whether that's mental or actually written down i know i'm processing this idea of a scoreboard but in business that scoreboard typically has to be something that's in your face, something you'll see every day, because it is what's going to remind you and give you that feedback 
on what you've accomplished to this point, and it's going to inspire you and encourage you to continue to improve and to keep doing what you're doing. So talk to me in your training, Chris. What do you do that looks like a compelling scoreboard, and what have you seen others do that you think you might mention here that might be a successful or a good approach? Well, I can hit on just a couple of them. One, um, our, our good buddy, Scotty Dickinson, who trains with us so often, he keeps in his head a point system. And uh, we gotta get get a kick out of it because after every workout that we have together, Scotty will pretty much give himself X number of points. And anybody could create their own point system. And he sets a daily and weekly goal that if I exercise for this amount of time, I get this number of points. That's just something that um, works for him and for a lot of others to keep a, a daily and weekly score. You've used the, the resource of Spark People, and SparkPeople.com is a great place to record activities as well as record some of your nutrition activity. What was most important to me as I've kind of transitioned in, into a focus on wellness, Bo, is I like to be healthy. And for me, one of my scorecards is not getting sick. I can't remember the last time, well actually I can, it was a year ago that I was, I had kind of a bug maybe for a few days, but it really drives me crazy when I get sick anymore. And so as a result, um, my scorecard is just staying healthy. And I would challenge anybody listening to this, if you're getting sick more than a few times a year, then you need to be concentrating more on resting your body and, and fueling it with the right kind of food so that you're staying fit and healthy and well. Well, Chris, you know, in future uh, broadcasts, I'm sure we'll drill down on some more nutritional stuff. But for our first two programs for 2009, this idea of starting your new year outright and, and this idea for folks of getting into activities and starting a program, I think for folks that are trying to get from a place that's not so healthy into some activities that can make them feel good, creating some kind of scoreboard would, for me, really be critical. I have used sparkpeople.com, and it's a free site that's a database tool that if you learn how to use it a little bit, it can be really cool to record all of your cardio, all of your strength training, and all of your food choices, and be able to print reports and know exactly how many calories you've taken in, um, uh, probably a pretty good estimate of how many calories you've burned. And you can even chart your weight and run reports on really cool looking graphs. So I do recommend sparkpeople.com and it's very useful for us. And if anybody out there is uh, on Spark People, send us an email and let us know how you're using it. Getting a lifestyle, being in a lifestyle that doesn't require the scorecard, I think, Chris, is a measure of success. Thanks, Bo, and I appreciate you saying that. But I can also back up and say um, that uh, there are some resources. You could go to 1010 Wellness, click on the training page, and there's a personal biography. Uh, I, I'm somewhat stretching when I say don't write anything down because you will find a personal biography, and that is the snapshot or a way to capture all of your, your vitals, your, some of your physical measurements, and I have written those things down. Not to check them weekly or daily, but it's almost more for me a, a, a yearly or annual kind of checkup that I just do with myself to see what is my waist, how does it compare with uh, this time last year, my body fat percentage. So that is a resource that I would definitely recommend to folks, whether it's the 1010 Wellness Biography page or some other way to capture those inventories, so to speak, 
because ultimately we all have to take control of our health and we have to know where we are and where we start. So that's one thing. Another recommendation that, that I had made in one of my blog pieces and, and the title of that was Two Are Better Than One, which uh, I borrowed from Ecclesiastes 4.9. But um, in that, I recommended that we set three goals for ourselves. One of those goals was a fitness goal, the second would be a nutrition goal, but the third and most importantly would be that we would set a goal for someone else, to pray for someone else, to put them first, and in so doing, help them along with their goals, and uh, they'd be doing the same for you, and that's where I say two are better than one. Wow, that's an excellent segue, Chris, into the final part of um, today's show. It's funny that you suggested putting something on your calendar as a as that motivation for getting started. Um, Chris, you probably know that I got the idea two years ago that, hey, I would like to ride my bicycle across the country. And at the time, I actually concocted this idea. Or I really feel like God has really gave me this idea. I was 285 pounds, and that's part of my personal testimony is that I'm all in at whatever I'm doing. And walking with Christ, Chris, I was able to put that cross-country trip up as a goal. And the activities that would get me to that goal sounded like, well, hop on your bike and start riding it. And the way I did that is I connected with some friends from my church, and I started following those guys around. And one of those guys is named Chris Hughes, and here I am doing a podcast with him two years later. It's awesome to be friends, Chris, and I'm really glad that we could cover some some ideas today for folks on goal setting and on keeping a compelling scoreboard. And I think it's awesome, Chris. What I'd like to do now is is maybe suggest that folks go to your website, 1010wellness.com, and do that personal inventory. And a second, maybe come up with a way you can just log your walks or your runs or your rides just for now to give you that scoreboard and to give you something to look at. Right now, I just thought we'd look at what the Bible says about scoreboards and goals. And I really was led to 1 Corinthians 9.19, where Paul says, Though I'm free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. In verse 20, to the Jews, I become like a Jew. And to those under law, I become like one under the law. In verse 21, he says, to those not having the law, I become like one not having the law. In 23, he sums it up. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. And I just wanted you to hear that today, Chris. In verses 24 through 27, he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? So run in such a way as to get the prize. I'm reading from the NIV. Verse 25, everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Verse 26, therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I will not be disqualified for the prize. Father God, thank you, Lord, for this time with Chris. Thank you, Lord, for those listening to this. Lord, give us goals and give us activities, Lord, that would lead us closer to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen to that, Bo. Well, Chris, the website's 1010wellness.com, christacrossamerica.com. That's going to wrap up another segment of The Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes. Chris, enjoy Ormond Beach, and I look forward to seeing you when you get back. This is Christ Across America asking you, where are you allowing Jesus to work in your life today? 